Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Yes, Lord, we will wait for you because you are all that we desire. And in the midst of everything that's happening, we anchor our hope, we anchor our trust, we anchor our everything onto you, knowing that in you we can be steady because of your steadfast love, because you are the one who ultimately anchor us. Lord, be honored in our lives this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we have been going through a series on the prayers of Jesus. And this morning, we will look at the last words Jesus said while he was on the cross, his final prayer specifically. It is our last on the prayers of Jesus. And tomorrow, we begin another series. But as we end, allow me to read uh, from Luke chapter 23, verses 44 to 46. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed. His last. I don't know if you have ever imagined being there during the crucifixion of Jesus. Did you ever think how it would have affected you? What would have been your questions, your feelings? Would you have been a follower or a dissenter? Did you ever think of those things? Sometimes I wonder myself. You see, to have a greater appreciation of this last prayer uttered by Jesus, we need to have a picture of what was happening and gain a deeper understanding of what that prayer ultimately meant and what it implies for us today. In uh, verse 44, it says, It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. You know, the time was about noon, and it says there was darkness for three hours, from the sixth to the ninth hour, noontime until about three. Verse 45 says, While the sun's light failed. That would have been a scary scene when the sun's light fails. Imagine our lunchtime and it is covered with darkness. The account in Matthew 27 mentions of an earthquake and rocks shaking. It was in another gospel referring to the same uh, scene. There was darkness and gloom. In fact, people saw and felt it. In Matthew 27:54, it says, when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. You know, other versions say he was frightened. A centurion was a Roman commander of an army of 60 to 100 soldiers. He was no ordinary guy. Yet, when he saw the darkness and felt the earthquake and everything else happening, he was afraid and knew something was up. Now, can you imagine being there? It wasn't your ordinary Good Friday crucifixion happening. It was something else. You see, darkness was often a sign of an eschatological event happening and often represented lament and divine judgment. In Amos chapter 8, let's go to Amos chapter 8, verses 9 and 10, it says, And on that day declares the Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon, 
and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. I will make it like the mourning for an only son and the end of it like a bitter day. You know, it was a picture of that day um, prophesied by Amos. The people knew what darkness meant. And in Exodus 10, God declared upon Egypt the plague of darkness. If you remember the 10 plagues, the ninth one, was it was darkness. There was darkness for three days. And it was the ninth plague before the final plague on the firstborn. So, you know, when you read Old Testament, it had scriptures, verses that spoke of this darkness and the impending judgment that God was going to pronounce upon the people. So that moment had all the marks of this day that was spoken of. Uh, that moment when Jesus was on the cross, the day of the Lord, the day of judgment. And at the center of it was Jesus crucified on that cross. In verse 46 of Luke 23, it says, Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. You know, other gospel accounts gave more details on these last moments of Jesus. Some of you are probably more familiar with some of those. Matthew quotes Jesus, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, scholars say Luke or his witness, you know, his source or his readers at the time probably could not bear the thought of the agony that happened on that cross. The utter humiliation that was brought upon Jesus being crucified on that cross. His account went straight to this final prayer. You know, whatever the reason, that gives us a better glimpse into what was happening that time. The weight of the crucifixion, the gravity of what was happening to Jesus Christ on that cross. Now, what do we learn from this and what are the implications for us today? You know, that day wasn't just a gruesome picture of judgment. It was a picture of God's judgment, yes. It was gruesome, yes. But it was judgment that was satisfied because an innocent man took the weight of it upon himself. In Luke 6, verse 45, it talks about the sun's light failing and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. You know, right before he breathed his last, the temple curtain was torn in two. That curtain separated the holy place from the most holy place. The most holy place is said to be where God's presence dwelt. No one had access to it except the high priest once a year to offer sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin. There was a distance that separated the people from God. It was an impossible distance to bridge. And on that cross, that distance was finally bridged. Jesus bridged the distance that separated us from God. For the Jews then, that was a literal distance in the temple. That curtain wasn't a regular curtain. It was uh, thick and heavy with embroidery. It was impossible to simply cut and it being torn was an act from God. You know, it was an act of God. But for us, that's not a literal physical distance. A lot of us felt that distance ourselves before we came to know Jesus. There seemed to be an invisible wall that separated us. It's like uh, prayers that don't get past the ceiling. Jesus bridged that distance and that brought us something, you know, that brought us something else. Jesus gave us confidence to approach God. Back then, it was not allowed to enter that part of the temple. Only the high priest was allowed, and even then, only once a year. An unauthorized entry to that place meant death. And when the curtain was torn, it was a picture of the distance being bridged 
At the same time, it was a picture of what was made possible, being in God's presence. That's why today, you know, we can have confidence to come to God and pray our hearts out. We don't have to count whether or we have been good or bad. Just made Jesus just made that possible for us. It's no longer dependent on our own ability to come to God. Our confidence comes from what Jesus did on that cross. You know, after the temple curtain being torn in two, Jesus said his final prayer. Um, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. You know, this prayer of Jesus echoes the prayer of the psalmist in Psalm 31. Uh, let's go there. Psalm 31. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. And it was a prayer that fully entrusted one's life to the hands of God. A prayer of trust to the point of death. Jesus dying on the cross was Jesus willingly submitting himself to God's will. Jesus taught us to fully trust God. That prayer was a statement declaring he had finished the work God had sent him to do. He was entrusting his spirit to God. It was a full surrender. And yet today, as we continue to study and meditate about prayer from our Lord Jesus Christ himself, may we learn to come to God every day knowing full well that we can. May we always be confident in approaching him in prayer, not because our circumstances are good, but because he is always good. And may we ultimately learn to pray every single day the prayer of Jesus reverberating throughout history. Lord, let your will be done. Prayer is a spiritual act that we want incorporated in our natural daily lives. It is an act of asking and declaring for God's will to be done here on earth as he has willed it in heaven. And let's do that as we end this morning's worship and prayer as we, and as we end this series. Let's pray and ask for God's will to be done. Lord, thank you that we can come before you boldly and with confidence because of the finished work of our Lord Jesus. We, pray, we praise you for making possible that which we can never do. We ask today that you teach us to live lives that fully trust you and submit to your will. And as we begin today, we declare, let your will be done in our individual lives, in our respective families, and in our nation. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we worship God again this morning? Lord, my heart cries out for you. And as I How can I forget you? How can I? 
Allow me to read from Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. It says here, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And as we end today, as we start today actually, may we live lives always putting our trust and confidence in the God who loves us and gave his all for us. Have a good day, everyone. God bless you. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.